feeling massively uh, burned out, uh, just overwhelmed, overexhausted, overworked, was really questioning like, oh gosh, I, I just don't know, you know, if this is what it's about to be self-employed. I'm not really sure that this is for me. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Darnielle Jervie Harmon. The place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth strategist, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, there's just a few things I wanna make sure that you know. Number one, I am not new to this, I am true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And no, in case you were wondering, you do not have to choose. You can love God and make both loads of money. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Oh, and we don't do hustle and grind. We do spirituality and systems. You might be wondering exactly what the incredible factor is. And if that's you, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode. I even give you a really powerful worksheet that you can download so that you can find yours because it is the key to beginning to leverage and scale your business. And I am tickle purple that you are listening in today. This episode is powered by the Leverage and Scale Weekend. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is ready to crack the code on positioning your business for multiple six or seven figures this year, then you have a distinct opportunity to join me for three powerful days where we will do the work to position your business for leverage and scale. We'll literally do the work in the room. I've got two weekends available this summer, one in June and one in July. To learn more, go to incredibleoneenterprises.com forward slash weekend. I am so excited about today's episode. Today, I sit down with Heather Dominic. Can I just say, before I even read her bio, my conversation with Heather was thebomb.com. And you know, part of the reason why it was thebomb.com is because Heather has this amazing presence that just immediately kind of puts you at ease and gives you a level of confidence to show up fully as who you were created to be. I invited Heather to sit down with me to have a conversation as a part of what was supposed to have been my series on getting the world back together, right? Reunited was what I was going to call it. It was going to be about how to help people get themselves together as we reopen the doors to the world based on COVID-19. And while yes, we are still dealing with COVID-19, um, we also of course are dealing with the racial injustice and the unrest that is sitting in our country. And I was really excited when I listened back to this conversation that I had with Heather, it was perfect for right now because she and I sat down and had a conversation about how to be a highly sensitive leader. And if we don't need sensitivity right now, cue Ralph Tresvant, we totally are in a position, if we want to lead, we need to lead from a place of sensitivity, regardless of who you are listening to this podcast, whether you're white, black, orange, green, 
there is a call to being sensitive and leading from that place of sensitivity. And so having this conversation with Heather is going to clue you in on exactly what you need to do if you are a highly sensitive leader and how to really maximize who you are even in amongst the things that are going on right now in the world. Let me just share a little bit about Heather and her bio with you. Heather Dominic is a woman who is impressively successful and highly sensitive, a former high school drama teacher who collaborated with none other than Bette Midler, a graduate of NYU where she received her first coach training. Heather is the winner of the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award and creator of the 2014 Stevie Award winning virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, 21 day discovery series that attracted close to 6,000 official registrants from around the world, including Iceland, Nigeria, Russia, Asia, South of America, or South America, Australia, Europe, and the US. She has appeared on the Lifetime Television and has published several books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside of Deepak Chopra. Chopra. An exceptional facilitator and teacher, Heather is known for creating a safe, sacred community for true transformation, whether she is teaching a business miracles class, delivering training online or in person, or mentoring members of her business miracles community in her various mentoring programs. She has helped thousands release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and learn how to build their business in a way that actually feels good so that they can help but create solid, sustainable, and high-level financial success. What I loved about my conversation with Heather is the way that she broke down um, the top leader shadows and the top leader strengths. I do not want to give it away. I want you to grab pen and paper as we get ready to jump into this powerful conversation that I had with Heather Dominic. Heather Dominic, I am so excited to welcome you to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So just take a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Yeah, for sure. So Heather Dominic, uh, founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Movement since 2010, and also really serving highly sensitive leaders in business and life. Awesome. So, okay, tell us, what is a highly sensitive leader? I know, right? What is that about? <laughs> well, first, I think it's always really valuable and important to speak to the phrase highly sensitive, uh, which was absolutely not coined by me. It's a psychological term. And I would say that Dr. Elaine Aaron and her work from the early 1990s is really most popular in regards to what that phrase means. Mm -hmm. And in short, what it is, is it means that your nervous system, if you're a person who's highly sensitive, is wired differently than someone who's not highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And that wiring really has you taking in stimulation at a much higher degree than, again, someone who's not highly sensitive. So that could be anything from sight, sound, smell, touch, energy, information. 
and it is biological. You're born into the world highly sensitive. So I always like to say it's not something your parents did to you. Can't blame that one on them. And uh, it's not something you picked up on the playground. And it's also not because of that weird purple drink that you had in college. Uh, it's who you are. And so it does impact everything about how you interact with the world, how you process, and then therefore it impacts how you show up in business and it also impacts how you show up in life. It has pros and cons and when you really learn how to you know, really have your nervous system working for you, mm -hmm. it can really, really support you to, to be a very unique and effective leader. Again, whether business, life, and any way you name it. Okay, awesome. So how does one find out that they are in fact highly sensitive? Yeah, for sure. So Dr. Aaron has um, some really effective assessments okay. uh, and my work has expanded upon hers and I've created assessments as well. And so really powerful to just be able to take yourself through one of those assessments and you'll be able to, you know, receive a score and, and get very clear on what, you know, what end of the spectrum of high sensitivity do you fall. Okay. And so what I'm, I'm so curious because I want to know, like, you've been doing this work for more than a decade. What led you to this work? Yeah, for sure. So I've been self-employed for, you know, almost 18 years now, going into my 18th year, which is Congratulations. Crazy. Thank you. That's a big deal. Listen, everybody doesn't make it, Heather. <laughs> I know. Believe me. Believe me. I totally get it. And so speaking of, um, <laughs> I was about, you know, maybe like seven, eight years in and uh, really hit what I refer to now as a dark night of the soul. And that was about 2010. And uh, I was really feeling massively uh, burned out, uh, just overwhelmed, overexhausted, overworked, was really questioning like, oh, gosh, I, I just don't know, you know, if this is what it's about to be self-employed. I'm not really sure that this is for me. So it really led to moments of some, some pretty deep self-inquiry. And from there, I was introduced to Dr. Aaron and through some work with her, came to understand that I was highly sensitive. Mm. And through that, really got clear of like, oh, okay, this makes sense of why so much that seems to work for so many others in the business arena is not really working so well for me mm. and really was my motivation to begin to develop a a different way. Yeah, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. I, I had an inkling suspicion that you were highly sensitive, um, but I wanted, you know, I wasn't entirely sure. But I love that you, when you reach this point of burnout, overwhelm, exhaustion, and began to question, because I think, you know, right now, not only because of the times we're in in the world. But I think that there are a lot of people because of what has happened and the ricochet effect of COVID-19 and the pandemic who are feeling overwhelmed and burned out and confused and are asking themselves those deep and probing questions and unable to come up with the answer. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so I think that being sensitive enough, kind, pun kind of intended, to, to notice that, hey, something's not working, to say to yourself, 
if this is what entrepreneurship or self-employment is, I don't know that I want this anymore. And then taking that initial thought and instead of completely turning away from it, trying to figure out what it is that's creating the feeling, I think that that is really powerful. And is that typically the, the marker for people who are highly sensitive? Does it, does it start as burnout, overwhelm, and, and, and those types of things? Or are, are there other ways that it could show up? Yeah, it's such a, a great question and great point. Uh, I would say that um, through my work, I've developed what I refer to as, you know, the top 12 highly sensitive leader shadows and top 12 highly sensitive leader strengths. And in that shadow category is absolutely the shadow of overwhelm. And you know, if you take a moment to kind of just break it down, <clears throat> it makes sense. If a person who's highly sensitive takes in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not, you're going to experience overwhelm. Yeah. But so much of what I teach in my mentoring programs is that there, there is a difference between the actual overwhelm of the highly sensitive nervous system and the anticipation mm-hmm. of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. One is literally what's happening with the nervous system and the other is self-created. So yes to the question in regards to experiencing overwhelm uh, to a high degree as a marker of being highly sensitive. And the, the second piece that you so beautifully spoke to, which is the ability to inquire within, mm-hmm. that, that's a skill that needs to be honed and trained as a person who's highly sensitive. Many highly sensitives who are untrained just feel like they're a victim to their mm-hmm. nervous system and they go through you know, life just really trying to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you, you need to be able to shift and move through if you're really gonna be able to use your you know, sensitive nature to work for you in business and life. Awesome. So I would love it if we could talk a little bit more, maybe of the top 12, do you have them in a hierarchy? Like maybe we could talk about the top three shadows and then the top three strengths? Yes, for sure. You got excited. So I think you like this. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a hierarchy. Um, Well, I would say that the top three shadows, definitely that overwhelm at the top, then also overprotection, which I just spoke to, you know, slightly, and then also overresponsibility. And what overresponsibility is, is that for those who are highly sensitive, they have an ability to really tune into other people's energies, other people's emotions. So they're often really feeling those energies and emotions, again, especially when the nervous system is untrained. And so one of the things that I teach is that just because you can feel Mm -hmm. someone else's energy or emotions doesn't mean that you're responsible for them. But again, if you're in that shadow side of your highly sensitive nature, again, untrained, you'll have a sense of, oh, this person is sad, so I have to make them feel better. This person is frustrated, so it's my responsibility to, you know, make sure that I'm behaving in a way that doesn't have them frustrated. And none of that is helpful or supportive. So. Yeah, we're going to pause right there because that was so juicy good, Heather. And I can recall times when I have felt like 
like I'll just use my husband as an example. I walk into a room, his energy is off and I can tell it immediately. And I immediately think I need to morph into the entertainer to make him smile or laugh. And I do feel a sense of responsibility for him getting out of his funk. Right. Wow. And and so I know, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'm highly sensitive, but I do know that I definitely have felt that over responsibility, which I think, and I like how you refer to it as a shadow because it's, it's the thing that's following you, that's preventing you from showing up in your fullness and being who you were created to be. At least that's, that's what right. I'm assuming it is. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Really well said. Because if you're really busy taking care of what you believe yeah. needs to be taken care of just because of what you're inputting energetically or emotionally, that doesn't leave a lot available for, you know, as you beautifully said, to really be able to show up in the way that you're supposed to be able to show up. And again, someone else's energy or emotions is not your responsibility. It's absolutely up for conversation together. Mm -hmm. But when another person hasn't said to you, hey, I could really use your help. I'm kind of feeling in a funk. Can we talk about it? They haven't said anything, but you've just stepped into taking on that role. That's, that's, that is over responsibility. Wow. And so here I've thought all this time that I could just tell who he was and that I was, (laughs) I was being this magic magician and here I am creating more work for myself. That is so good. I think, I think about a thousand people just got liberated just now, just from, Just because you can feel someone else's energy or emotions, it doesn't mean that you are responsible. Heather, I thank you. That was so good. Like, I feel like my shoulders just relaxed a little just from hearing that. And we haven't even started talking about the strengths, which is is probably going to be equally as powerful. So the top three leader strengths. For sure. For sure. Well, I appreciate you said that, you know, you feel like a weight has been lifted because it does take a lot to carry other people's energies, right? So when we shift into the strength side, I would say the top three strengths are the ability to be extremely intuitive, the ability to be extremely empathic, and also to, these are going to kind of scrunch three additional ones into the third slot, but to be a deep feeler and a a deep thinker and, and really also to be able to uh, really process deeply. Mm. So when those are really used on the strength side, we can go back to the shadows and the strengths are, are like the other side of the coin, right? So if you're talking about that over responsibility and then you shift it into the strength of empathy yeah. to be able to be empathic. And again, it, it is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that when you're in the strength arena, you're not immediately taking on what you're able to empathically understand about another person. You're not taking that on as yours, but it becomes uh, an entity or, or a tool that you can use to deepen a connection and really deepen a connection through conversation. Yeah. That's good. When I think about these three strengths being, uh, extremely intuitive, extremely empathic, and then deeper feeling, deeper thinking and processing deeply. And when I think about the work 
that leaders do. So whether if, if we're talking about entrepreneurial leaders, they might be coaches and, and consultants and healers. And if we're talking about corporate leaders, they might be managing the efforts of others. That's right. The, the ability to be intuitive is such a powerful strength because yes. you are able to show up in a, in a way that allows whomever you are leading to feel comfortable, to feel that authentic connection, and as a result, perform at a higher level. That's right. Yes. Right. It's amazing. And especially at a time such as this, when 100%. there's so much panic, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much overwhelm, having these top three strengths as a leader and, and helping leaders to be able to identify what those strengths are and how to lead from their strengths. I know you must be really busy. <laughs> we have a lot going on, but in such a good way, because this is so much of what I you know, have been teaching and mentoring for those who are in the Business Miracles community in regards to really be a, being able to thrive you know, during, through, and beyond these exceptional times. Yeah. And it's been really, really powerful to watch the highly sensitives in the Business Miracles community really rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. That again, their strengths are absolutely needed now, you know, more than ever. Yeah. And and I and I like to emphasize, you know, that absolutely in terms of leader and entrepreneurship, business, any organization or association, but also just within one's family. Mm. Right? There's a lot that shifted right now in regards to dynamics and the way that people are relating. Mm -hmm. uh, especially with, you know, being at home together for, you know, extended periods of time. I was just, you know, reading an article this morning and it was like, a quote was like, you know, we aren't supposed to, you know, we aren't meant to spend 100% of our time with our family. That's why God invented schools and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and work in gyms, um, which of course he didn't, you know, or he did through us, right? right, right, right. Uh, but just referencing that, oh, there's been a real shift in how it is that we're being called to show up in all of our relationships right now. Yeah. And definitely for the highly sensitive, it's not going to serve to be in that shadow behavior versus in that strengths. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good point. And what I, what I think I would love to get your thoughts and perspective on is as the country starts to reopen, right? So many states have already lifted their stay-at-home order. More are expected to follow as of June 1st and so forth and so on. Like, what are your recommendations for not, not even just people who are highly sensitive, but especially because that's your, your area of expertise, what would you recommend for a person as they look to reconvene or reunite or realign with their place of employment if they're not an entrepreneur, or if they have their own small business and their employees are coming back to work? What are some of the, the tips and strategies you might offer to them to help them to best manage this so that there isn't an upset in their own energy as we take on more after such a period of panic and confusion and overwhelm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such an important topic. So, you know, first and foremost, so much of what I've been teaching through these times is that COVID-19 has brought to us a tremendous opportunity mm -hmm. that we were really presented with an opportunity to truly step 
into doing things differently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been from, from almost day one of this global pandemic, I've been talking about three categories, that there's going to be three category responses to COVID-19. Category one is denial. Those are the people who are going to try to push for things to go back to how they were mm -hmm. uh, previously, even though there was so much about how things were that was not working. And most likely those who are going to push for things to go back are the ones that it was working for. Right. But you know what? It really wasn't working for everyone. And right. this global pandemic has shown that very, very clearly. Uh, category two is innovation. And those in category two are going to take COVID-19 and they're going to use it to step into a redesign of how there can be a betterment in business, how there can be a betterment in community, how there can be a betterment in the world. Mm -hmm. And then category three is those who are going to take a victim stance. Mm. And they're gonna use COVID-19 to justify uh, why they can't have and be what they want in their life. And, and for some people, sadly, most likely that they'll, they'll, they'll pull that through till the end of their life. Mm -hmm. So as highly sensitives, according to Dr. Elaine Aaron's work, we are coded to be the royal advisors in the world. Mm, okay. Because of our strengths, we have the ability to bring balance mm -hmm. to those extremes. So my call right now for, for every highly sensitive is to step into that category two, mm -hmm. to use our strengths such as intuition, such as deep thinking, deep feeling. We also possess the strength of a deep belief in justice. We also possess the strength of deep conscientiousness mm -hmm. to use those strengths to really follow through on innovation, to be willing to step forward and to be seen as different mm -hmm. and to lead the way as different. And if when pressure is put upon from categories one and three mm -hmm. to either go back to how things were or to stay in a sense of victim, the challenge is going to be to use one's voice to speak truth and to use the opportunity of COVID to say, that's not okay. It's not okay for us to just try to go back or I'm not comfortable with that. And here are the reasons why, again, speaking from a place of conscientiousness, speaking from a place of deep belief in justice. And, and this, is, this is my recommendation. This is how I see that we're best going to be able to you know, move forward with everyone's benefit in mind. And that's really gonna be the, the need and the call. And again, it might just be within your family, yeah. right? You know, we already had, you know, such a divisiveness, you know, especially within the United States before COVID, that's yeah. really been heightened. But now is not the time to fall prey to those shadows. It's not the time to just be like, oh, you know, I see things differently, so I'm going to kind of just squash, you know, what it is that I know to be true, and I'm just going to go along. I'm going to go along to make nice. Now is not the time because yeah. it literally is life-threatening. Yeah. So you got to speak up, got to lead with those strengths, and invite others to join with you, and there will be more ears 
open to listening to innovative, you know, possibilities because yeah. whether someone wants to admit it or not, we all recognize that, you know, again, the time for, for a different way has come. Yeah, that's so good, Heather. I just want to pull back the layers on that just to make sure that everybody heard it. I like to say, we're going to say it again for the people in the back, right? Love it. So Love it. right now, <laughs> as we are preparing to go back out into what, you know, some are calling the new normal. There are those who are like, we just want things to go back to the way they were, which I think is foolish because I'm with you. There were so many things that were broken. I believe that God gave us a universal timeout. I feel like God put a flag on the play. He's like, I've had enough. Absolutely. (laughs) We we have got to do something different. And so this is what we are going to create to allow for an opportunity for people to realign and rediscover their strengths, their gifts, their talents, and how are they, how they are to use them in order to shape this planet, because that's what we're all, we're all here for. And so regardless of that, we have the people who have chosen the response of denial that didn't think anything was wrong with the old way. Those who are egotistical, perhaps selfish, self-serving, and not looking for the higher good of all humanity. Right. And then we have the victims, the people who believe that COVID happened to them. I say all the time, COVID did not cause the problem. It's merely amplified what has already been in existence. And now it's something that we can't continue to ignore, right? So we either have to face it head on or continue to deny. But but the, the phoenix rising from the ashes, if you were, are those who are innovative, those who say, listen to me, this is an opportunity. This is the time for us to right the wrongs, create, create, create what it is that we really need to experience for the betterment of everyone involved and to use their voice as an instrument of good, of hope, of declaration in order to help us to reshape what our new normal is going to be as a society, as a global community, so that in coming together, we can get better. Yeah, and, and I love that. And I and I hope that those of you who are listening, you're picking a side. And I honestly, I'm just going to tell you that I hope the side you're picking is the side of innovative <laughs> so that you become the, the good that you want to see in the world, right? The, the Gandhi quote that everyone loves to quote when it works for them. That's but right. there's an opportunity <laughs> for us to all do something that's not about us, which I think is yeah. really, really powerful. For sure. For so sure. juicy good, Heather. And I'm I'm grateful that we have people like you doing this work. One of the things you guys, before we started recording, I said to Heather, um, her, her energy is so calming. I believe it's a quiet confidence. And you probably, like I'm, I'm rambunctious and I'm always on 10 and Heather's just equally as powerful, but just so keeled. And we need that right now, right? We need that right now. So I can just see how powerful you are just in in this interaction virtually. So I can only imagine what it might be like if we were in proximity to one another and to know that you are leading a group of people through this effort in your community, it gives me an element of like pause. Like I can just breathe because I know that you're gonna be helping these highly sensitive people to shape our nation in a way that serves everyone. And that feels really, really good to me. 
Thank you. I so appreciate that. And as I'm listening to you, it, it reminds me of something from uh, the psychological and spiritual curriculum of, of A Course in Miracles, mm -hmm. which informs so much of the work that I do. I've been a student of the course since uh, my teenage years mm -hmm. uh, when my, my mother uh, just uh, she passed away. Surprisingly, mm -hmm. she was in a bicycle accident. Oh, wow. So that, that. Thank you. That, that teaching, one of the things in the course is it says to teach is to demonstrate. Mm -hmm. And so I, I equate that as I'm listening to you, because if as anyone who's listening to our conversation says, oh gosh, you know, oh, I, I know that, you know, the truth that I have to share right now in that category two of innovation uh, is really, really important, but oh, like I just, I don't know if I have what it takes to convince other people. It's not a, ever about convincing, mm -hmm. but it is about behaving in the way that you know to be true. And through your behavior, that is the demonstration. And through that demonstration, that is the teaching that will bring others with you. So now is not the time to try to fit in or to just copy what you see others doing or to compare yourself to others. And, um, and that's the, the compliment that I receive when you talk about my energy mm -hmm. as well, which again, I really, really appreciate. But that's, that's, that is the way. So you, you don't have to convince. It's just about being willing to show up and what it is that you know is is true. Yeah, that is so good. I, I'm I'm gonna we need to repeat that for the people in the back again because that was so <laughs> I don't want anyone to miss it because I think the natural propensity of people is that they have to make their point, that they do have to convince that there is this, I don't know, like there's this this war, if you will. And someone's got to be the winner and the win, you know what I mean? And there's this, this tug, this energy pull that isn't serving. And so to know that the answer isn't to convince, it's just to be, to, right. to be it. And by being it, showing other people, it's almost like in the Bible and, um, I believe it's in Ephesians, but please don't quote me on the exact scripture. But it's when we're talking about wives and husbands and, and whether like if the wife is saved, but the husband isn't saved, the wife has the ability to save her husband by being, by acting instead of going right. to her husband and say, you need to love God. You need to love God. You need to love God. Just right. show up in an energy to be that on a consistent yeah. basis. And then your being is what will convince them that there is a better way than the way that they've been. Responding. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's right. So louder doesn't mean better. And that was so much of an approach on the internet before yeah. COVID. And it didn't really work. I mean, it worked because, you know, there was nothing really at stake, you right. know, so we kind of all just went along with it. Um, and especially highly sensitives who tend to be more quiet, or like, oh, all right, well, I'll just take the back seat, you know, because yeah. This person's louder, their website is brighter. Uh, and now it's go that loudness, that brassiness that has a false resonance because there isn't authenticity or a real sense of service backing it, just isn't gonna, it's just not gonna cut it anymore. Yeah. So now is the time to again, you know, show up as you know, to be true and keep showing up steady and strong, 
because that is what's going to lead you through and others through and, and beyond these times. That is so good, Heather. Keep showing up steady and strong. In case you, those of you who are listening were trying to figure out what you need to do now, the answer was just given to you. Keep showing up steady and strong. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we could just drop the mic right there, Heather. I don't know if there's anything left to say. <laughs> I would agree. Beautifully, beautifully discussed. <laughs> yeah, so, so good. So I have three questions that I want to ask you before we round out our interview. But before that, do you have anything else that you would like to share with every, any, everyone about anything? I'm just I think this has been really beautiful and I look forward to your three questions. Okay, awesome. So yeah, so these are our incredible factor wisdom questions and I just like to ask them off the spot for every guest. The first one is what is your favorite quote? Oh gosh, geez. Oh boy. Um, on the spot. Let's see what's going to drop in. Well, I think I have to go back to A Course in Miracles, and again, is such a, a thread through everything that I do, and that is that a miracle is a shift in perception, the willingness to see things differently. So I think that goes really well with our conversation today. Yes. Oh, that is so good. Oh, that's so good. Okay. And then the next one is the last book that you read. The last book that I read, well, I have to be honest because I kind of backed off from reading okay. through a lot of uh, this, the first phase of the pandemic. My, my husband and I were forced to live apart because he's a first responder in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, so reading was like not something that was really serving and helping and supporting. Yeah. So um the last book, well, well then let's switch it to a book that you love, that you would read okay. over and over. How about that? Okay, that one I can definitely speak to. Uh, I think I have to go with my standard uh, English teacher favorite, because I was a high school teacher before I became self-employed. I taught English and drama, and that book is To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. I love A thousand that. times I can read that book. Me too. In the summer. <laughs> me too I haven't read it probably for about three years but it's another one of my favorites my undergraduate degree is in English ah, <laughs> I love so, words yeah. I love them yeah. I, they just give me such life oh yes so true such power such power and then the last question is what is one tool that you swear by to grow your business so one tool that I swear by so one of the key foundation uh, principles that I teach when it comes to highly sensitive entrepreneurship and highly sensitive leadership is energy management, mm -hmm. which is really about being proactive in the way that you manage your energy before anything that you do. So one of the tools that I teach in energy management is referred to as an order form to the universe. Mm -hmm. Or some people, we just call it the OFTU in the Business Miracles community. And that's really about getting it clear for yourself. The OFTU helps bring clarity to any state of confusion. It also can really just help you set the energy for the day of like what you want to let go of and what you want to bring in. 
Mm-hmm. And that is a 100% tool that I swear by. I've used okay. almost every single day in, in my self-employment career. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Order form to the universe. That just sounds juicy good. That sounds like you're driving up to a drive through window and you just order what it is that right? you want, which I think people yes. really get excited Absolutely. about that. You get to ask for what you want. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then allow the universe to rearrange itself to bring right. it to you, right? Which That's is right. a whole nother conversation in and of itself. This has yeah. been so awesome and so amazing. I'm so grateful to know that you are doing this powerful work. And I'm grateful to know that you are training up leaders that are going to help to make our country so much better than it was prior to all of this happening. Um, I'm really excited about that. I mean that seriously. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for this conversation. Um, I'm just impressed beyond in terms of the work that you do and the ways that you've been showing up and full confidence that's that's going to rise even higher beyond these times. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here, Heather. Thank you. I told you it was going to be good. Did I disappoint you? I know I didn't because Heather's conversation, it was just so powerful. Like I still have chills now, even as I think about it. One of the things that I just kind of wanted to pull on a little bit that we talked about during the interview is that right now, every single one of us has an opportunity to step into doing things differently. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Right now, every single one of us has an opportunity to step into doing things differently, right? We all right now can decide how we're going to show up in the world. And she talks about the three different responses to what's going on, right? We can either be in denial, thinking we need to go back to the way the things were, or we can innovate where we take what's going on in the world right now and use it to step into a true redesign, or we can play victim and use this to justify why we can't do things differently. And what I'm hoping that all of you will decide along with me is that you will innovate, that you will show up more powerfully, you will offer true opportunities for change, and you will be the change you wish to see in the world, right? And that's regardless of whether or not you're on the front lines with the, the sign or you know the picket stick, or you are a person like me who supports the causes for the people that are on the front line. One of the reasons why I really want you to leverage and scale your business is so that you can be the change you want to see in the world first and foremost by doing the work that shakes the planet. And then secondly, by having extra change to give to those who are on the front line of change. I know that together, every single one of us can leverage what Heather shared with us about being a highly sensitive leader and lead our country to a better place. It's going to take all of us together on one accord in order to be able to make it happen. But I think we're up for the challenge. I think we are. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor business podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time. 
Remember, you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.